Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. So today we're going to talk about libido. Yes, libido. It's going to be a fun episode. I have my friend Dina Irvine here and Dina is the creator of the Wise Divine Women podcast. So Dina's goal is to help women through education, nutrition, and faith to reduce stress, inflammation, and balance hormones. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about libido in this. We'll talk about ways to help your libido. She talks about essential oils with your vagina, and she also talks about stress hormones and things like that. So you can find Dina on Instagram and her handle is Dana Irvine and she is Wise Divine Women is her handle, Wise Divine Women and Dana Irvine. So all of her information is in there. And then her and I will talk about some topics that are referenced. And so all of that stuff will be in the show notes for this episode. So it's a fun episode. Come join us. Hi guys. So today on the show, we we are going to speak to my friend Dana and we're going to talk all about libido. So welcome to the show, Dana. Thank you for having me, Trisha. It's very, very exciting to be here. So, <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on. I mean, it's super fun to talk about libido. So when we were talking about libido, what exactly does that mean? What, like, what comes to your mind? So when I'm talking to women about libido, it is about energy. It's about self-confidence. It's about understanding your body, respecting your body. It's about tools and tricks that you can use. And it actually is a really true indicator of imbalance in your body. Really. But if your libido is low or if it's high? If your libido, well, if it's I mean, high, I don't know. if, if it's, it's high, high God bless you. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was in high school, maybe. But actually, no, I kind of find menopause is kind of, if you're on track and you're going through menopause, like it's chill beans, it's good to go. Your libido should be like, boom, it's there. It's like high school again. But if it's the not- The one thing to look forward to with menopause, huh? I know. Yeah, good. And no children in the house. Great. Perfect. It's superb. But anyways, so libido, like what the hell is it? So it is your inner energy. It is your vitality. It is everything that makes you you- right? But it's also a lot about sexuality and confidence, right? So because we we throw that term around like nothing, right? Oh, your libido this, oh, your libido that. But truly, it's about that inner confidence, that self-building person you have inside of you, but also recognizing your inner self, what makes you you. And also, when I'm talking to clients, it's it's also a really big indicator of health. So like if you've inflammation or hormone imbalance, and I could go on forever, but well, we're going to talk all about that. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes. So when you're talking about a hormonal imbalance, are you saying, so you're saying like, it's more if your hormonal level is, or if your libido is low, then what, what could that indicate? Well, it can mean that two things, you're toxic, your hormones are changing, you're filled with xenoestrogens, there can be a drop, as many women, you know, your ebb and flow, but you can drop in progesterone, or you can drop in estrogen. And that's when you like, oh, maybe I should go see my naturopath, or maybe I should go see my doctor and sort of indicate to him, I've had this weird drop in things, but they'll probably say, it's you're a woman, you're just going through things. But if you're experiencing tender breasts alongside of a really low libido, like you, you're no matter what, 
doesn't turn you on at all, then that's a really indicator of an imbalance. And that's a sure thing you should probably talk to someone. It's not just because of your age and it's not just because of you're a woman and whatever, it's, that's BS. And it's about that. When I, in like, so I'm a thermographer as well. So when I look at women and I'm looking at the amount of stress that you can see cortisol, bacteria, toxins, you're going to expect the body to pull up its boots somewhere else to help heal something else elsewhere. So the same thing happens with men. If they have erectile dysfunction, same thing, low libido, erectile dysfunction for men and women, it's usually an indicator that there's something else going on in the body, right? So it's a precursor for men for heart disease, sugar imbalance, high inflammatory response to things. So that is usually an indicator. So when you talk about thermography, what does oh, that mean? Hi, thermography is an infrared image of the body medically and to look at stress imbalance patterns on the body, which can indicate disease or process, right? So it's been around forever and it's not to diagnose. It is just to show and it doesn't replace mammography. It is a adjunctive. Mammography doesn't tell you the health of your breast, but it certainly tells you yes or no, or that gets you on that path. So with now the mammogram programs being spaced out a bit more and the ages can kind of keep changing and they here in Canada, they stop at, at 70. They don't start till 50, stop at 70. It's kind of being spaced out a little bit. It's a good way to look at things in between, right? So a hormonal imbalance, low libido, low energy, because your body is focused on other things like gut or it's like other information. It sounds like mm-hmm. a like of what is happening. Is that kind of sound right? Yeah, it lets you know like gut, teeth, yeah. dental, breast health, liver health, spinal, gait, nervous system, meridians, things like that. So and when you talk about low libido, like what are we talking about? Because I'm thinking of like the women here and they probably have like kids, maybe their kids are little, and I'm sure the last thing they feel like doing last is thing. like ah, having a quickie in the closet or Girl, wherever you have it. Take yeah. the quickie so like, in the closet. We, yes. I mean, I don't even know if people do it in the closet. I mean, you're probably just trying to do it wherever you can. You know what I mean? So like, what are we talking about? Like when you're saying- Okay, so low libido. Yeah. Okay, like, so low libido. Let's say that never mind that you're exhausted and you have sleep deprivation. Never, just take that aside. Let's say legitimately you're taking your vitamins and or you're eating really well and you honestly- cannot get turned on. You are dry as a bone. You have no vaginal secretions. That's a, you're really, uh, let's say sleeplessness or excessive sleeplessness or excessive exhaustion. These are all sort of that, okay, something is awry. And libido can be, you really are not in the mood. You have no sex drive at all. And that weeks or months or years. If you're, if you're going months or years, go, you're with the wrong person, perhaps. But I mean, that's hey, a serious. That's what I'm thinking. Like, is it? No, so it's, you're talking months. Months. Okay. So it's not like this chronic. It's not just like, I'm not in any mood. Okay. Right. But stress can impact that as well. Right. But take advantage and take that. And if you're not feeling it, let's say your libido is low month to month and you're just not feeling it. that's a really good indicator that you girl have got to put the oxygen mask on and take care of yourself. If your husband can't turn you on, then you need to learn how to do that on yourself. And that's why, you know, with learning how to do your own self breast exams, you should also do your own vaginal exams as well, right? Because there are vulva cancers, there's all sorts of crazy, but if you're 
using oils. So I love using, um, let's say like the Petal Passion Yoni Serum from Living Libations. And I'll give you that, that link is in the link tree, that link that I gave you. There's essential oils in that. And there are special oils as well that help pH balance, that help with acidity and help with rejuvenating the skin, right? And to then the essential oils and all their wonderful greatness that they do can help rejuvenate dryness, can help make the skin feel more pliable, things like that. But you would never know if you never touch yourself. You yeah, know, it's not meaning like masturbation. It's not just meaning masturbation. No, it's it's like actually seriously feeling the vulva feeling around and you're looking in and it's a great if you have vaginal warts or you have other other lumps and bumps that you're not sure of no one's ever going to tell you well, wait, how do you do so when you're doing a breast exam most people when you're doing breast do exam okay let me yeah. know, okay i get that right breast exams like da, 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 whatever yeah so then Same what do you thing. do for vaginal so, so vaginal you, you just are you like looking in the mirror and looking at your vagina? You can take your vagina, okay. take your mirror down and, and do that. Absolutely. Good naturopath would tell you or show you how to do that. So take the mirror, honestly, and take a good look. That's you. It's the way you're made. It's God made you. And if get wear and tear or delivering birth, it'll change. But I would have never recognized for myself that I had a varicose vein last term of my a pregnancy and how, you know, unless I was down there going, what the, you know, what the heck was that? And then how is that coming along? So I watch that, right. To see if it's still there, stress, weight, things like that. But you're checking for lumps or bumps, or you're checking for different textures. And if there's no sensation, right? Like, you know how sometimes you can rub your feet and you'll have no sensation there. Or sometimes mm-hmm. someone touches a point on your back and there's absolutely no feeling, usually a nerve pinch. Well, it's always good to check the vulva. You can just take your fingers and just check the vulva, things like that. And honestly, get to know yourself. If that's something that you're not familiar with, it's not disgusting or rude or sinful. You're actually just understanding you and you're understanding because sexuality is healthy. It's a stress relief. It, it's so many great things. So if you're not having that drive, then you need to realize that something's awry with your hormones. That may mean investigating, testing, replacing, eating food that is delicious and succulent. But when it comes to libido, it's a fourfold thing. It can be mentality. It can be a part of, and and so it's not just like a quick fix, touch yourself, you're good to go, apply a serum. Maybe not. Maybe libido is a fourfold thing. It does affect mind. It's understanding your body. So we've talked about that and all the food that you eat and makes things, your body balanced and it makes it alkaline. And, and so that's good. And all, everything's flowing as it should. But if in mentally, if you've got some mind blocks or some self-love issues or some confident issues, or if you have trauma, then those are things that will impair your libido. So those are kind of that you need to address that as well and understand who you are as a, as a woman and such. And then nutrition-wise, there's so many great things you can eat for sexuality, chocolate and peppers and passion fruit and or papaya is really good like that. So there's many things you can do to boost it. And honestly, cook naked in the kitchen. No, I'm just kidding. But cook together. You're not kidding. That's- I'm not kidding. I love that. So cook together and or eat a charcuterie board and have wine and savor things together and eat figs dipped in honey. You have to lick your fingers and make things exciting, right? Now, 
you've got kids running around the house. That's okay. Make things exciting. They don't know what's going on. Make a charcuterie board, right? Eat food, have fun, show that food is supposed to be pleasure, even to your children. And then you're going to work yourself up to a frenzy for when they all go to bed. Sounds perfect. Wait, so when you're talking about- Perfect world. Perfect, yeah, in a perfect world, but that's that's the goal, right? So when you're talking about like the hormones, how does hormones play a part in all of this? Because I feel like it sounds like it would, right? Like in terms of- Yeah, so let's just say- your adrenal glands, right? Your adrenal glands are what's giving you energy and they release cortisol stress. And so if you're always stressed out, then you're going to have that factor of things to affect that mentality and also affect your, you know, whole endocrine system, which then impairs your, your pituitary and hypothalamus, right? And, but and they are your sex. You're there, your drive. They're your get up and go. They're your everything, right? And then that affects the thyroid. Then the thyroid doesn't give you energy. You'll have weight gain. You could have hair loss. You could have all this, which then just spirals you out of self-confidence. Low estrogen can mean you lose vitality. You lose that energy. Same as progesterone. If you're low in progesterone, you're a little crazy. Progesterone is known as that keep calm and carry on. Estrogen gives you that the voluptuousness of yourself and and such. But all of them have to work at a beautiful ebb and flow. And they all it's a beautiful, you know, symphony that allows you to then do that. But then testosterone also plays a role in that too. So working out, lifting weights, you know, eating food that boosts testosterone or herbs, those types of things, because women need it as well. And so that can also be part of a deficiency that you sort of have to rule out as well. So and then are there are lifestyle changes or, or like our lifestyle yeah, factors so as we could increase like your libido or to or that contributes to making it worse or lower? Or, yes, I'm sure it can. Because if you are, let's say if you're doing too many high intensity CrossFit or high intensity things, that can tap out on your adrenals and that can be producing too much testosterone. Then just so that would be like a low, that would lower your level of like wanting to have sex or yeah. Well, like, no, it just exhausts you. It would yeah. more of that adrenal exhaustion. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that fine line that can boost your libido because it's more producing testosterone, right? Okay. It's a fine line, right? And, but if you are adrenally exhausted, you're not going to be doing anything. Your body's going to be tapped out with too much cortisol, too much stress, too much inflammations. So there are things that can make it better that can make you well, you know, eating properly an anti-inflammatory diet to start off or a you know a little cleanse to start off with is a good way to check, right? Reducing inflammation in your body, I believe, is a good start to take care of these hormonal imbalances. You can then eat for hormone health to help boost and and detoxify and do those things. And then incorporating better foods or herbs, right? Like salma petal can help produce testosterone. You can be using essential oils. And that's what I was looking up today. Again, I was looking at uh, why these ingredients are in, you know, let's say the vaginal oil, right? And this is why I was kind of like, oh, that's really cool. But like say ahoba, Ohoba helps purify, right? It's B complex high. So then it helps to rejuvenate and also has that absorbable form of vitamin E. Rose essential oil is all about love frequency, about inner care and deep devotion, 
right? Of course, my favorite, the Lang Lang, is all about that aphrodisiac. See, essential oils are beautiful and you can play around with them. You can diffuse them. You can apply them to your body, right? So let's say Ling Lang is a really natural aphrodisiac and it really brings out the balance of the, the delicate vaginal tissues. But that's what I'm uh, wondering. I'm like, what are you doing with these oils? Are you putting yeah, them around yeah, your yeah. vagina? So, but I it, guess you could. You would use absolutely, them your body, you your can. vagina or... Breast, vagina, orally. So you have to pick the brand that you want. Living Libations is a great company just to start with because they have all of this. It's all FDA regulated. It's all Health Canada regulated. It's all food grade. It's all all these things that they know you can put in your body, on your body, right? So, and they have so many fantastic serums, but same as doTERRA, like I've got the Lang Lang and it is amazing, but it's, it's interesting you only need it, you'll know when you need it. Have you ever played with essential oils before? You know? Oh, you would pick it up, you smell it. If it's disgusting, it's not what you need, right? But if you <laughs> need it, like I have women, I'll have baby Lang Lang on and I'll have women from across the grocery store go, oh, you have Lang Lang. And I'm like, oh, it looks like you need it. <laughs> yes. But these are really easy, easy things. Not if you have a huge, massive hormonal issue then you need to talk to someone. Maybe you need to have a sex therapist, right? Or when, even if you, let's say you're a figure skater or gymnastic, uh, do gymnastics and stuff like that, or soccer, and you have, or, or fallen so many times, and you have a tailbone issue or a pelvic floor issue, there are pelvic floor therapists across North America that can help you. And that can be even part of that nervous system response to the, the clitoris, or even to the labea, things like that, that can hinder the feeling and the sexuality in that area. So there's so many different levels to things, but you really have to do think of things, mind, body, soul, and nutrition when you're looking at even something as simple as just saying libido. Because if your pelvic floor is is out of balance or you had a rough pregnancy, that imbalance in the pelvic floor can really hinder the nervous system response even to the penis or to the clitoris. So- yeah, that's interesting. So we did earlier on, we have a public floor therapist mm, on and yeah. it's interesting. So I guess what you're saying is it, it really, it's just what the etiology of, I guess it's really what the cause of it, of your libido being low is. And I guess then you decide the treatment based on that. Right, right. You just, yeah. right, you use, it's kind of like journal, you should journal about these things and understand and research and, and look at things, not just food wise, but maybe tools and, and tricks that you can use and, or do you need to see a doctor? But the Wait. next time you go to see a doctor, your doctor or your practitioner, or your functional medicine, whoever, this is an open conversation you need to have with them. Hey, what are my hormones like? I'm not feeling 100%. And these are conversations that you can have. And even with like, like you or I, as a nutritionist and as a dietitian, we know that the importance of diet for longevity and health is so important in every layer of your life. But, you know, I think what's important though about libido is to talk a little bit about the stress, that stress in life and how that affects it too. Can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I think that's what a lot of women do is like, everything's great, but then they're so stressed out and then it takes kind of a hit on everything does, in their body. Does. Yeah. So when we're talking stress, we're talking about this, even so it's interesting, even with this COVID stress, but it's for this pandemic stress, the long-term, but the amount of stress that you're holding in your body impacts blood sugar, heart, 
rheumatoid arthritis, uh, fibromyalgia. There's so many cascading effects that stress causes to the body. And it's journaling about it and how you're functioning and, and your, what time are you awake and, and are you able to, are you crashing at three o'clock in the afternoon? These simple things, you just think it's you journal about it and talk about it with your practitioners or someone like like Trisha, because this is a really big indicator of how long-term stress is affecting the actual function of your body. So it's like we're always running from the bear. That's your, you know, the fight or flight. And that's with that, the adrenals and cortisol and, and all that fun stuff there. But we can't, we're not always running from the bear. We're not always in that mode, but life around us applies the pressure. So and it's remembering that to how important it is to manage that. So meditation and prayer in the morning, taking that 15 minutes or five minutes before you open up your email. And that's what I've had to do. I've had to actually shut my phone down and set the alarm early so I can just go and, and read and meditate and breathe. Learning how to take deep breaths periodically throughout the day so that you're actually getting air in and full oxygen breath. And that also applies parasympathetic, that calm me down, rest, you know, mode throughout the day. And if you've got kids running around, you have to teach them that too. They are supposed to pause. You are supposed to do that. Getting to the table and, and finding pleasure in all things you do. So yes, dinner can be crazy. And yes, supper times can be nuts, but it's, is it more important to sit down at the table, rest and digest and spend time with your family or run the kids off to hockey? It's a tough choice. And sometimes you have to make it when you're talking about crazy mind games and all these health effects that you're feeling and your kids are feeling. The one thing I love do love talking about, especially when it comes to stress management and nutrition, is to come to the table and take that time for five deep breaths. Everybody, put the phone away turn off TV or put music on or something, but to remember to take five deep breaths or say a prayer, meditation before you actually eat your food so that your stomach has the opportunity to switch gears and say, hey, I think I'm going to try and digest some food today. <laughs> so that allows us to pause and digest, right? Rest and digest before. And that's, you know, a lot of times that's what that whole prayer was before you ate. And many people don't do that now, but take a breath, take five breaths. And then chew your dang food, right? And uh, I talked about that in, in that last program that I did. And it was like 30 times. I'm like, I don't even know if I chew my food 30 times. But mm -hmm. what you want to do, and it's a, it's a great little trick, chew your food for 30 times and then swallow or digest it. Then your body spends has more energy left over from digesting food. So then you, you want more energy and you want more vitality. You want more libido, focus on chewing your food and breathing before you have dinner. And then that will give your body that leftover energy to actually do something else in the bedroom. Right. So, but stress management and for women, you know, whoever your listeners are seriously oxygen mask first, your kids will be fine. Your husband's fine. He's a big boy. Put your oxygen mask on first. Take care of your health. Take your vitamins. Drink your water. Massage your body. Massage Take time, your vagina. Massage your vagina. Touch your, your breasts. Breast exam. Yeah. And dry brush your body and put oil on at night. And or do the same thing. I always used to put lavender oil with the uh, coconut oil and rub my kids' feet at night to help them fall asleep. And then, so that's something you spend special time with. And then you go into your own bed, do the damn thing yourself. I know. How many of us do that? Where we're like, oh, oh my gosh, for our kids. And we're going to just give them all this bone, Never. and then we don't even do it for ourselves. That's nothing. We have nothing, nothing. for ourselves. Nothing draw for ourselves. the yeah. bath, yeah, draw the bath. 
Yeah. Yep. And take the time and, and drink the glass of wine. Just, I mean, not the bottle, but drink a glass of wine and relax and savor. With the Eating Psychology Institute, I did my mind, body, nutrition with, with Mark David. He was always that type of person to pause and reflect. And, and honestly, if you're going to eat the chocolate, get the damn best chocolate that you can find. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have the glass of wine, drink the finest glass of wine that you can find because you're worth it. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're looking at our energy and our sexuality and our libido and stress and all that beautiful, delicious stuff, you're worth it. So spend the time, focus, understand you and what makes you go. And honestly, once you get a better understanding of you and you're healthier and you understand you of ebb and flow, you're going to be all that and more for your husband and your family and your partners and all that you do. So it's just about refilling the cup, grabbing all those beautiful tools that are available around the world and read and just love on yourself because we need it. It's been a rough year and a half. So for sure. I agree. Vina, thank you so much. You've been so, it's been such a joy to talk to you and to see like another reason why balance is so important and why, Mm -hmm. like, just by like loving on ourselves, how important that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. And it's always been such a pleasure chatting. So it's lovely. So thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, wasn't that such a fun episode? Tina, thanks so much. I know she added so much value on a topic that's a little bit taboo. And I know that it's, it can be a little embarrassing for us to talk about. So if you want to find more information like that, head over to Instagram or you know download Dana's podcast. So on Instagram, she's Dana Lee Irvine, D-A-N-A-L-E-E Irvine. Or you can find her on her podcast, which is called Wise Divine Women. You can find that wherever you download podcasts. And Dean, all Dina's information is on there. And then any, if you have questions about anything that we talked about in the episode, you're going to find that information in the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you guys back here next week. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.